So welcome to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast powered by Ignite DA. My name is Kevin Henry. I am the co-founder of Ignite DA. Thrilled to be joined by a dear friend, yay verily, a thought leader in the dental industry. And that would be Teresa Duncan. T-Dog, what is going on? Hey, Kevin, what's up? Oh, you call me T-Dog. Now people are going to think I'm the one barking See? in the background, but I, you have a house guest. I, I do. I've got a dog over here. You've got dogs around you. This is going to be a dog-filled episode, so just forgive the barking if you hear it in the background. Hey, <laughs> so, but uh, I wanted to talk to you because one thing that you sent over to me, and you and I have been talking about a little bit, and it goes along with some of our past Nation podcasts, is teledentistry. But there's a new twist to it. And it's the audio only version uh, that yes. you, you said is kind of coming out there. Let's talk a minute about that and what you're hearing about that. Well, there's a uh, there's a bill that's getting introduced or reintroduced, I should say. And it, it I guess it didn't go through the first time. And, you know, they always send the bills back and they redo, they re renoodle it or whatever. And it is uh, it's called the Insuring Parity in Massachusetts. Uh, I'm sorry, in Medicare Advantage for uh, audio only telehealth act so it would allow for audio only telehealth services to count towards the medicare advantage risk adjustment which is just a, a good way of saying this is how we're gonna we're gonna continue or i'm sorry we're going to start to factor this into medicare advantage plans and see okay. how it goes so i'll i'll send you the link so that your listeners can yeah. Uh, yeah. read for it themselves so it's important to note that it is not enacted at all it's just being reproposed but i think it's part of a bigger picture where we are realizing that, of course, telehealth is getting more and more popular, telemedicine and teledentistry. And we now have not just, let's take the visual part out of it, because we've pretty much thought teledentistry and telehealth means getting on a video camera and having you know eye to eye. But this actually takes the video component out and gets you the audio component. So you really think it's just a phone call. But the difference between just a phone call with your doctor and this is that this is really shaping up to be more of a triage or more of mm -hmm. what we would call a limited evaluation. So let's let's just think in the medical for now. But it's important to realize that there's a lot of people out there who aren't great with technology, who uh, with for a phone, that's really the best way for them to talk to people, elderly, people who just yeah. aren't good with technology, really. So and believe me, we know lots of older people who are great with technology, but there's a lot who aren't. You may also be in an area where Wi-Fi isn't that great. And so doing a visual, you know, Zoom call or through whatever app you use doesn't really help. So, uh, you know, there's there's got to be a way to reach these people. And I think that was the point of this. But I think it opens up the door to having more problem focused phone calls. And then for the important part here is that it would be a billable phone call. And so right now we don't really have a way to bill for phone calls, even if it takes a half hour to talk to a patient. That's true. And and, and I love that you're bringing it up because that's something, honestly, I had not even thought about. Or it's like limited Wi-Fi, things like that. It's such a great thing. And we know so many of our listeners are cross-trained dental assistants. They're up at the front desk as well. I think this is something that's going to, to impact them. And the dental practices really need to be paying attention to because it's possible that, as you said, being a billable thing, it could actually benefit the bottom line of the practice and the patients too. Well, and it calls out the difference between dental and medical. You know, we've always worked in dental and so we're kind of used to just how dental operates. But when you go over to the medical side, you realize that they bill for everything. You know, if it's a 10 minute phone call, it's this. If it's a 15 minute phone call, it's this. You know, 15 mm -hmm. minutes with the doctor is this. So it's very much ruled by units or units of time, units of, of 
uh, disposables or equipment and then units of time. So we need to be cognizant of that too. I mean, how many of us are writing down that we actually spent 20 minutes on the phone, not just we called the patient to do a checkup. Like we need to, we need to record that. But I just think it's good practice to always keep an eye out on what comes down the medical side and to see how that affects us. So like I said, this bill hasn't passed. It's just being proposed and it's going to take a while before everybody's, you know, getting ready to bill for med for phone calls. Mm -hmm. But I think the bigger issue, like we were talking about earlier during the pregame, is uh, the access to care. You know, you have a lot of people who can't come in. Maybe they're not mobile. Maybe somebody's got to take the phone and the Zoom to them and there's nobody. There's only enough social workers. There's only enough uh, uh, group health care workers that can go from room to room. So I think this is a good alternative. I I do, too. And and I think about, you know, we both have, and I'm going to say elderly parents, of course. We, we also have uh, both have children who are of the opposite. We have parents who want to talk on the phone, but the FaceTime thing sometimes, eh. And then we have kids who never want to talk on the phone, but they'd much rather text or, you know, whatever else it might right. be. Right. I, I love that this is something that maybe the seniors are going to be very comfortable with. And it could be, again, something that they could explain much more than try to hold up the phone and show or whatever it might be. Yeah. I mean, it's difficult enough to get them. I mean, for my mom, I'm thinking of my mom, there's no way my mom would dial into a Zoom call with a physician. She right. just would be lost. Yep. But she'll talk to a nurse all day long. You know, that's her. She loves to talk to the nurses. So we have to think about not how we would absorb healthcare, but how does everyone absorb healthcare? I like that. And, you know, you, you and I did talk about uh, the literacy part of it, too, on an episode recently of Chew on This, and that should be out either uh, tomorrow or definitely by the end of the week. And so it's a, we talked about health literacy and what that means. And it's not even the people who we can't reach by phone or by Zoom, but also people who are in our offices and maybe have issues with hearing, with reading, with seeing. And so this really made you and I kind of focus on what if, what if you're not able to accept the healthcare that's being delivered to you. What what are we doing wrong that's not letting you be the you know a patient? Yeah. And, and I and I think it's scary whenever we assume that every patient understands what we're saying or every patient feels comfortable with the Zoom or a FaceTime or whatever it might be. We've really got to as dental professionals understand that this isn't a cookie cutter thing. Everybody has to be treated like a human and know that there are some inefficiencies in all of us uh, that we could probably be catered to better by any kind of business. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, and, and the literacy thing that you mentioned, it was really a, a fascinating thing that you brought up and I'm going to link to the chew on this whenever it comes out. Uh, but it was really interesting to me because we talked about different parts of the country, obviously different literacy levels and mm-hmm. different, and, you know, and in some of the areas of the country that you might think are highly literate, uh, the list that you and I went over, there were some surprising States in there that were on the opposite end. Absolutely. I was really surprised. I mean, you nailed the the top. I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to say we're teasing here, uh, <laughs> nailed the top list. And I certainly was surprised by all of it, the bottom and the top. So, um, but I, I was pleased to learn that I was average. Virginia is average. So, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> yay. <laughs> no, I, but I, I think it's really important. You know, we, we talk about what dental practices are going to be like post COVID. What's it going to be like at the end of the year, whenever vaccinations have rolled out more and more and patients are starting to come back in, what are practices going to pivot to? And I think this is still an opportunity for those patients to connect with your practice 
there may still be some fear or like you said, mobility issues as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we got to always go to where the patient is and maybe not physically, but at least by a phone or by, you know, Zoom call or whatever, however else we're going to do it. So I'll put you on the spot here just real quick because we're going to link to this in, as you said, in the show notes or in the in the podcast uh, link as well. But what should dental assistants be doing to kind of keep up with with what's going on? How can they kind of track it? Other than listening to us, of course. I was going to uh, say, yeah, of duh, course. duh, of course. But <laughs> but I mean, is is there somewhere that you're kind of seeing more teledentistry and telehealth and kind of trends pop up than than other places? Yeah, I think if you are just staying on top of general trends, honestly, you'll see, I mean, you and I saw teledentistry coming down the pike before even COVID hit. And so every, uh, every ADA dentist has the ability to add, I think, five team members to this daily morning huddle that goes out. It's an ADA newsletter. Ask your dentist to add you to that. If you're not, if your dentist isn't an ADA member, find out what organization he or she is a member of, because they almost always have some sort of team component, some sort of team newsletter. And I think getting information on Facebook is maybe just your last resort because people aren't really 100% on everything, just because, you know, you would read it in a newspaper or read it on the Dental Society newsletter if you could. So I would say that's the last resort, but check out your state society newsletter Check out the ADA's newsletter and yeah, stay on top of it with, with your, I mean, Kevin, your podcast, you're always bringing real current stuff to the table. So I I would just continue with that, but, but you know what? I just, just keep learning. I mean, just keep being open to this kind of stuff and realize that, you know, even 20, 30 years ago, the way we did dentistry, if you would have asked us, you know, what's going to change, we would have looked around and said, "Ah, I don't know, not much. I mean, we just look in the mouth and we do this and that, but wow, it's been a lot. You know, there there was a, a time for you younger listeners when gloves weren't a thing, you know, masks <laughs> weren't a thing, you know, yeah, dentistry keeps evolving, dentistry keeps changing, and sometimes it's because of a, a crisis like COVID-19 or the AIDS epidemic or whatever yeah. it might be, but, uh, and, and one other thing that I'll, I'll just throw out is that if, you're, if your dentist is a member of the uh, ADA, make sure that he or she has access to the Health Policy Institute as well, because I think they're putting out some really good information on trends. And, and I think that that's something I think every team member should have access or at least know what's going on as well. Absolutely. So. Yeah. The information's out there. You just got to find where to get it. Right. And yeah, we want you to subscribe to this podcast. If you're not already, come on, what else can I do except beg you, please. Uh, but, but also Teresa and I do do one called chew on this. And, and as she mentioned that literacy uh, topic, uh, I'll link to it, but we'd love for you to listen to that as well. Cause Teresa and I have a lot of fun on there and, and uh, we come up with some interesting topics to say, at least for sure as the dogs are like are you about done talking please yeah my dogs always make an appearance but uh (laughs) yeah and and also we are staying on top of the tiktok dental trends so yes always have to tune in for that because we sacrifice our time finding these trends for you you know and and i hate to cut this short but i need to go floss with my hair real quick so Uh, you know Oh, no. on that note. <laughs> <laughs> no, Teresa, hey, tell them where they can find you because uh, seriously, you're you're not only just one of the best humans I know, but but you're also such a great resource out there. Too. Thank you. Thank you. So my website is odysseymgmt.com. You can find Odyssey Management on Facebook, on Instagram. I'm Tree Duncan, like the wind, tree in the wind, Duncan, D-U-N-C-A-N. And I'm pretty easy to find. Just Google Teresa Duncan Dental and 
you'll get a lot of stuff on insurance. And if you like that, you can click on those. <laughs> and, and I'm just going to tell you, if you can't find Teresa any of those ways, you reach out to us through Ignite DA, and I promise you will point you in the right direction. So Teresa, as always, thanks for bringing this to our attention. We appreciate it. Thank you. And thanks to all of you for listening. As we mentioned, we'd love to have you as a part of the uh, Dental Assistant Nation subscription service, completely free wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you hit that like, subscribe, give us some stars, whatever. We love to know that we're doing things right and helping you all in any way that we can. But for now, Kevin Henry, co-founder of Ignite DA, signing off, wishing you a great day, week, month, and year ahead. Together, we rise.